Hey everyone, welcome to Ramadan Reflections week two and it's been an interesting second week to be fair and uh, before we begin I wanted to just explain that having listened back to the first week of Ramadan Reflections I realised it was pretty coffee centric and I mean that's fine but it's not coffee reflections right i mean maybe maybe that'll be something that we can speak about uh, at some point in the future but ramadan week two i thought it'd be really good to talk about food glorious food you know who doesn't want to hear and talk about food and i find it's weird you know during ramadan and um, every year i think there's a a, a lot of people that really get into talking about food, watching things like MasterChef or cooking programs on the TV and discussing what they're craving at the moment and what they're going to be eating for suhoor and iftar and I thought it would be a fantastic opportunity to talk about what am I typically eating for suhoor and iftar and has it changed throughout the period of time that we're in and I think I discussed last week that I'm drinking a lot of coffee um, I've actually backed away from that and I'm moving into this really weird phase of not being able to eat very much so I remember last week I was going to the shopping um, the shopping aisles and when I'm going to pick up groceries and things like that and I picked up all sorts of random things that I was excited to eat but I think in typical fashion my stomach's shrunk and my eyes are bigger than my appetite at the moment so you know you take a couple of bites at iftar and it's kind of game over so I've actually stopped um, picking up random things when I'm going to the shops and obviously we're still in the COVID-19 pandemic situation London's still in lockdown so it means I've got shorter shopping trips but in any case in terms of what I have been eating for Sahur, well I think some of you might be interested to hear or probably know already um, I don't know about everybody else but Bengali family is what they tend to do at Sahur, which is around about 3 to 4 a.m in the UK at the moment it doesn't matter what time it is to be honest um, we tend to have rice and curry um, at that time and um, I've, I've participated in that regime but it's pretty heavy and it doesn't really bode well for you know when you're trying to sleep and things like that and it, it's, it's pretty heavy going so I've taken it upon myself to tweak things a little bit and have random breakfasty items instead I know a lot of people enjoy that um, and I wanted to see what the fuss is about so I've been having cereal, porridge, um, I've been making 
smoothies and smoothie bowls so just to give you an idea I've been blending up oats and milk and banana and chucking in things like peanut butter and even chia seeds and yogurt and things like that blending it all up and then pouring it into a bowl and then putting granola pieces on top um, and the granola has been granola with strawberry granola with hazelnuts and chocolate and before I continue any further I apologize if um, anybody that's listening that might be fasting at the moment I don't mean to make it any harder than it already is perhaps but maybe if you're anything like me talking about food and watching things about food and listening to things about food doesn't really make a difference it's uh, it's quite interesting to hear but that's the way I've been approaching it and that's been pretty good I've just been having normal smoothies on its own there's this one thing that I've tried and I don't know if anybody else has tried it it might be an odd combination but I've been having a massive fascination with buttermilk pancakes and not just that it coupled with fried eggs and trust me the combination is pretty immense you've got to give it a go if you haven't and it's weird you know these sweet and savory type dishes with eggs you might think what's going on here but i remember trying croissants with fried eggs and honestly it hits in a different way so i'd highly recommend it but i'm trying to look after the kind of salt content that i'm consuming at suhoor and the sugar and the fat content because i find it really impacts on the hunger levels throughout the day so in the uk we're looking at about 16 hours of fasting time so you really need to make sure it's going to be filling enough to push you through the days and i've i've honestly there's one day in particular that took me out Uh, i was hungry from the get go and I really struggled that day and I don't don't really know why but I think it's just about actually eating not too much just enough and the cereals are a, are a good touch and the fruits so I don't know if you have this where you're you're listening from but we've got this thing called shredded wheat and with hot milk and sliced bananas that's been really helpful to me but it's not to say I haven't indulged in rice and curry. I know it sounds a bit weird, perhaps to some people, but um, Bengalis need their rice and curry, I think. And um, and it doesn't really change. So we, you know, my family have, have, have that. And um, afterwards, if you know, you know, afterwards you have this... Um, kind of a like a desserty type of dish but it's more rice so it's like sticky rice and then you get hot milk pour it on top and it's you know those sliced mangoes that you can get in tins you put that on top put a bit of salt a bit of yogurt maybe some double cream sounds really rich doesn't it mix it up and then you um, enjoy it as a as an additional sort of layer to um, really get you through the day 
and that t tends to work it's worked for me in the past but i think if you've got an added sort of goal of trying to lose a bit of weight um all that rice isn't necessarily the right way to go especially if you can't really manage to burn that off so that's the reason i'm trying to tweak it here and there to be honest i haven't had that dish i don't actually know what the name for that is but i haven't had it um since ramadan started this year but what i did do just to keep myself in the game a little bit i decided to pop some of those mango slices into my smoothie blender um, so I put oats in and yogurt and the mango slices and tasted pretty good you know came out all yellow but mangoes are great come on so that, that, that was a really nice nice treat um, so that's, that's what I'm doing for Sufur pretty simple giving the whole cereal game a go and um, it's working out pretty well but I don't know about anybody else. Got to be careful about that water intake. I think people kind of overdo it. I overdo it for sure. But as time has progressed, I've just limited it to one glass of water. It might be too much information, but sleep's impacted anyway. So I don't really want to mess my sleep up by having to wake up multiple times during the night. So that's the way I've been approaching Sahur. Pretty cool, pretty standard and enjoy myself in that regard now the meat and potatoes of the day everyone's favorite iftar during ramadan and we've got a few staples in our family and what we tend to do is have this thing called kissery i don't know if you um have come across it but it's basically like this kind of semi liquid semi-solid type of um dish where it's made up of rice and lentils and things like that and then we have chickpeas mixed with like onions and spices and things like that and i'll start with a bit of kisuri and then move on to the to the chickpeas and sometimes i'll mix the two together that's something you've got to give a go if you have the opportunity but that's pretty much a staple along with this lentil onion type of fried um, treat and there's this debate about the name of this and I've, I've been pretty confident over the years we've been always calling it fiesel right and uh, speaking to others about this they had no idea what I was talking about and I was adamant that the others that are talking about it calling it dully borrows or whatever that is right i thought um nah never heard of that i'm not about that but i think actually the majority of people reference it as dully borrows but regardless it's really nice a nice fried dish and kind of like bite-sized morsels and i think ramadan wouldn't be the same without that in fact we had iftar without that one of these days and yeah you know you're avoiding fried things and such like but you need something on the table and i think a lot of people can relate to that you, you, you know people might complain that oh what's going on with all these fried foods 
you know, samosas, spring rolls, all of that good stuff. But on those clean days, you're thinking, actually, something's missing here. And I, I'm definitely in that camp. I need a little bit of something. But that's been nice to have. Of course, opening the fast, sorry, breaking the fast even with um, dates is, is nice. Normally in previous years, um, a staple has been watermelon. Um, but this time around, I've been having like honeydew melon. I haven't really seen watermelon in the shops. Uh, but the, my, my reasoning behind not really being too bothered about the watermelons is that not really leaving the house, we're all working from home, everybody's at home, you're not getting as dehydrated as you would otherwise be getting because you're not having to go to work, travel back and forth and walk about in the sun. So watermelon is not such a big deal for me or my family this time round but enjoying some fruits here and there but as I said earlier it is mental after some kissery and some chickpeas it's kind of game over so you've got all this massive anticipation you can eat the world right and then when it when it comes to iftar time you are full up like no other it's unreal and because it's a blessing and it's um, not in some ways that I'm very grateful that we're fasting only 16 hours because previously it's been more but it means the window of actually eating and getting everything else you need to get done in that time is very much limited so you've got to be really diligent with what you actually have uh, because you need to be able to eat again at Suhoor and the journey starts again but that's that's what I've been doing that's how it's been among, amongst the the situation that we've got going on with COVID-19 Ramadan's a different experience I think I mentioned this last time round it's a bit sad um, and it is a shame that Ramadan is different obviously the mosques are closed and one thing you know touching upon food I know this is this has been the topic of today's conversation is that normally we'd have family and guests around and we'd go over to families houses and that's not possible this time round unfortunately but we're trying to make do you know I've dropped off food to family ha families houses and vice versa and it's been a nice way to keep that sort of tradition alive and feel very fortunate to be able to do that but it's definitely a different experience um but i am finding that the ramadan spirit is very much alive despite the the drastic changes that have happened this time around this year around so You've got to look at the positives of the situation. But one thing that I have been reflecting on is those those members, those Muslims um, in the community and around the world that have had to be in isolation, number one, on their own for such a prolonged period of time during Ramadan. And 
you know that's likely to have such a profound impact on someone's mental health so I, I I feel very fortunate but I do also feel a way towards people in that situation I feel I feel for them because it's it's such a totally different experience to have to have Sahur by yourself and Iftar by yourself and you're you're so isolated and in a time uh, and, and beautiful time such as Ramadan it's something that you you kind of can take for granted family around you and if you peel back the layers of the pandemic that we're in it's bad enough being in my position and a lot of people perhaps are in my position uh, but they should be fortunate and thankful for that that they at least have family around them that they can share the experiences of Ramadan together you know a lot of people I find only manage to get together on a consistent basis at the dinner table during Ramadan you know everyone's eating at the same time and it's a really nice experience right but that's only if you've got that situation around you during this particular lockdown but what about those people that are on their own so that's one layer and my thoughts definitely go out to 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 them because it's not an easy thing to to do so 30 days is a long time and it can be a lonely time and it you know like i said the only interaction that i'm getting is when i'm passing food over to families houses and vice versa um the other thing that i've been thinking about and a lot of people can easily forget this and i did for a period of time are the reverts around the world you know new newly new reverts and they might be in isolation on their own anyway but they also might be in isolation in amongst their own families i.e they might be the only people fasting and participating in ramadan and that's a lonely lonely time isn't it so new reverts they don't have at the best of times the people to connect with and have iftar with and enjoy the things that muslims have been accustomed to but they are even more at an at a disadvantage because they're having to deal with it during the lockdown they have no choice they have no choice and they're having to to deal with going through the motions on their own and i and I, I think that's so impressive that they're able to to do that but i think we've got to spare a thought for for the new reverts out there um i think that's really what i've been reflecting on during the second week of ramadan a lot's happened i think we're i'm in the swing of things anyway um, another reflection though before i forget is that a lot of the time you might think i might think ramadan's challenging and hard and it has to be it should be hard and challenging 
because spiritually it's it's an amazing time to get get closer and I think it's such a a great opportunity but at the same time an extremely challenging one but the way I've been trying to remind myself and look at it is that if you blink you'll miss it this opportunity comes only once a year and yes we're only at the halfway mark but at the same time how quickly have those days passed i think it's been it's passed really quickly and likewise that the final two weeks are going to rapidly pass us and we want to take away as many benefits as we can from the period of time that we have and i think that's that's the stark reality that hits me a lot of the time thinks a lot about perspective and I do think to myself that as time has progressed and we've moved past hopefully the the baseline which is the hunger and the thirst and the sleep issues and the tiredness all of that and we're moving into a deeper level uh, of awareness when it comes to Ramadan and I think it's reminding yourself actually this time will pass and what can we do with that time are you going to be okay with the time just passing by and you focusing on the minor niggles of the month or are you going to try and do more and I think for me it's having that reminder there that I should try and be focused on trying to make the most of the situation. Uh, I think I might have said this last time. If I haven't, I'll, I'll say it now. We aren't able to go to the mosques and we aren't able to go to relatives' houses and enjoy things as we might have done previously. But on the flip side of things, we are able to utilize that time to be thoughtful and try and gain more blessings of the month and I think that's really good to remember and likewise with you know work a lot of people aren't working at the moment or those that are working are working from home and you're saving so much time on travel and things like that and again it's um, it's good if you think it's good and if it, it's bad if you don't and for me i think it's a great chance because you've got all of this time to do what you you can and you, which you couldn't have done in previous years you, you've got more energy you've got more time you feel more rested and i think that's the thing i'm focusing on so it's a bit bittersweet because yes we're two weeks in but that means also it's coming to a close and it will come to a close rapidly maybe I'll touch upon that in the following couple of weeks and we'll see where that goes but for now hope you've enjoyed Ramadan Reflections week two pretty food centric and hopefully you've been able to enjoy the pe picture that I've painted in terms of how I've been 
enjoying the food of Ramadan because Ramadan food is very particular and special to this time of year and it's like no other point in the other months and that's a blessing in itself so that's all from me for now and until next time hope you're enjoying Ramadan 2020